A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. About Hey everybody, I am here um, getting fall season underway, making weird noises, but planning some exciting stuff for you, dear J-Rod Concerts audience. So I hope you guys are buckling up. We are going to cover some great events. We're going to be on the road. We're going to talk to some cool people. So make sure you're all in the loop, jrodconcertsmedia.com. Or our social media channel, J-Rod Concerts Media on TikTok, on YouTube as well. So get on all that. We love you guys. Now, today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, so stoked to have him. He is one of the most influential multi-instrumentalists, vocalists, and songwriters of the past decade in Americana music. His name, ladies and gentlemen, Cruz Contreras. He's got roots in Tennessee and Michigan, but his impact has gone far and wide he is the founder, driving force behind the Black Lilies. You may remember the Black Lilies. Um, he also co-founded Robinella and the C-String Band. And he's collaborated with everyone from friends of our show like John Alt and Joan Lauderdale to uh, Langhorne Slim uh, and Sierra Farrell, uh, as well as like the Turnpike Troubadours. I mean, he's had his hands on all the coolest projects. So thrilled to have Cruz. He just released a fantastic new album called Cosmico. He worked a lot with it with um, also friends of our show. I feel like I'm name-dropping here. Megan McCormick and Ethan Ballinger. And it was just awesome. The whole thing is awesome. He's been on shows like Conan O'Brien, CMT, BH1, yada, yada, yada. Cruz Contreras is awesome. Check out Cosmico, guys. And his website is cruzcontreras.com if you want to check him out on tour. Um, so welcome to the show. Let's get straight to it on j Concerts, the podcast. <laughs> Hey, James. How you doing there? It's, it's exciting. Excellent. Thanks for uh, meeting up here. Absolutely. Oh, my God. One of the first songs, Cruz, that I have to tell you that I heard when I decided to move to Nashville was 10 years from the Black Lilies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where did you move from? From Miami. From That's Miami. right. You told me that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, step right up and face the music alone. I mean, I had just gone through a divorce. It was a magical moment, Cruz, you know? Oof. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Be right here, man. It'll do that. Yeah. But you know, I, I tuned in the other day. I'm on YouTube cruise and Apple Music and you know, starting all your music and thinking about you. And I saw this video of these are my gla- these are my reading glasses, by the way. i I lost my reading glasses. That's why I'm wearing these. <laughs> well, listen, I mean you could be like Bono or something. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. I can kind of I can see this way too. But yeah, but yeah, Cruz, I was watching YouTube and I and I saw this video of third place. I watched it, and then I saw you recently at Americana Fest. Just by the way, kill the sad people who just on the floor, uh, and it made my head spin. And where I realized, you know, do you think people realize, Cruz, how good you are at keys and piano? I don't think so. I'm hoping to change that with this new record, though. Um, piano is my first instrument, and I grew up as a kid playing classical and jazz. And then I got into bluegrass and country music with my brother who played the fiddle. So, 
in my 20s, I had a band and I played mandolin. And with the Black Lilies, I primarily played acoustic guitar and sang. So a lot of people are surprised when I sit down at the piano and and realize that's my actual, the, the instrument that I'm the most proficient on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can tell. I mean, you can tell it's just like part of your soul. It just comes from your soul out. It's it's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank and you. Uh, so, okay, Cruz, you love Guns N' Roses. You love Dan Roosevelt. <laughs> But it was that progressive bluegrass band, Strength in Numbers, that really got you flowing, right? Exactly. Exactly. That was kind of a transition. So, I again, I mentioned, I have a brother, his name's Billy, and he uh, was a, a fiddle prodigy, just incredibly talented from a young age, and he started winning these fiddle contests. My parents bought me a guitar to back him up. And at that point, I was just listening to pop radio and rock radio and buying cassettes and records and maybe CDs at that point. And somebody gave us a cassette with some old time fiddle music on it. And then it turned into on one side and on the other side was that record strength and numbers. And it just stopped me dead in my tracks. When I heard those instruments and the tones and the rhythms and the melodies, I'd never heard anything like that. And it just, it hooked me. So what I did was I was like, okay, who's on this record? It was Jerry Douglas and Sam Bush and Edgar Meyer. And I'm trying to remember, was Russ Berenberg a guitar player maybe? You know, it was an all Bela Fleck, all yeah. lineup. Yeah. So it was kind of like starting the inquiry into a family tree. And I was like, well, this guy, what instrument does he play? And where is he from? And what are his bands? And what, you know what I mean? It just started this fascination with acoustic music and, and bluegrass world music you name it and that record was it that was really the moment and it did it did i remember in my mind thinking like the way i feel when i listen to guns and roses and it gets me really focused and pumped up i was like this is so confusing because this music is so different but it's still like equally compelling yeah unbelievable i mean the passion that that you talk about it is it's just mind-blowing cruise and okay so you went to high school here in franklin but like hearing you about the music were you always like consumed by music the way that you're talking to us right now? You know, like were you when you were in biology class, were you thinking yeah. about like chords and stuff? You know, that's kind of yeah. what I Absolutely. It got to the point in high school pretty quick where my teachers actually, they just let me go. <laughs> I, I'd have my stack of like theory books and music and they'd just be like, go, you got something else to do. Yeah, yeah. And your family, of course, you're, you know, your your dad, musician, not professional, mm -hmm. but, but like your family was like accepting of this? Because I know like yeah, these also are very conservative a little bit with the studies sometimes. Yeah, so in the Contreras family, which was from Houston, Texas, it was very expected that people would study some, like what I always heard just called classical arts, very traditional classical arts and education, and especially piano. Classical piano was very much part of that, so... That was accepted, um, expected. And then my my house was very musical, especially because of my brother and because of his connections in the music in industry. We would have picking parties at our house and musicians were over at the house. And it just became, I not only got hooked on the music itself, but I got hooked on the culture and the people that were so alive and vibrant. Yeah. It was very different than a classroom. It, it was the opposite. It was the polar opposite from studying 
anything in a classroom, in a sterile classroom where you're like, well, why am I doing this? I don't even know why I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm doing it for just a grade. Okay. And I, my first freshman year of high school, I did pretty well. I had probably making straight A's. And then I joined a country band. It was like an all kids band in Nashville. And I would equate it with kind of like a new kids on the block of country music. <laughs> I mean, you have more like, I mean, for my audio audience that's not seeing you, you, you know, you do have like a good looking, you know, representative. You know, I could, yeah. And I mean, I was, how I was in high school then. So I was recruited as the keyboard player for this band. And we went and played a dance hall on a Sunday night. And looking, it's kind of ridiculous when I look back on it because it's not like it was some big career opportunity. It was just an experience I fell in love with. And I went back to school Monday and I told my buddy, I was like, I don't have to do my homework anymore. I know what I'm going to do. And I went from straight A's to straight F's. (laughs) And my dad was not having it. He made me pay $200 for every class I failed. (laughs) We readjusted. Instead of taking like AP and honors classes, I took just kind of regular advanced. That's right. And I made straight A's again. But my academics were kind of took backseat to my pursuit of music in those years and then i got a scholarship to Blair school of music vanderbilt's music school and i just uh that's our i knew that's what i wanted to do wow love it love that story cruising i mean we're all over the place but i could talk to you for 17 hours that would just yeah but you know cosmico man what an album what an album cruise oh my god all weekend listening to it like pretty much on repeat and I have so much to talk about it with it, but let me first ask you about a couple friends of our show, good friends, Ethan Ballinger, Megan McLean, mm-hmm. that are comically underrated in my opinion, but how is it working with these two? And the reason I ask is because if you know these people, they're, they're kind of quiet. They're not, they're not, uh, you know, bosacious, like step into a room and just like take over. They do it not at all through their art. They are, they, they are quiet and they're, incredibly thoughtful, particular, purposeful individuals. And that shows through in their music and their craft as guitar players. I call them tone junkies. They're obsessed with their craft, their instrument, their pedal boards, their system, what they create. And it's a reason why they get hired to do really high level gigs with great artists because when they show up, they're performing at a high level and they make everybody sound better and they, they create confidence. And in my case, I knew both of them personally from different avenues. Ethan's from Tennessee and his parents had a band called the Cluster Pluckers based out of Cookville. And me and my brother Billy would go to um, picking parties at their house. So I met Ethan when he was a little kid. And the first time I met him, he came downstairs and played the piano with a bunch of pickers. And I was like, wow, that, that little kid's really good. And he's like, he's like nine years old or something. <laughs> and, and then I had a string band in my twenties, Robin Elvis CC string band, which he was familiar with. And he played with Missy Rain. So we were in that bluegrass, Tennessee country music world, all those years. We were just aware of each other and kind of knew each other. And then with Megan... Megan is originally from Idaho by way of Alaska, by way of ETSU, East Tennessee State University. And they have a bluegrass program there. And then she joined up with a band called the Everybody Fields. And if you haven't heard their music, 
Fantastic. Go listen to it. They're based out of Johnson City, and that's Sam Quinn and Jill Andrews. And then, so I met Megan because of the Everybody Fields initially and Knoxville Connections. And same thing. We just were in the same music community world, and we started to nurture a friendship throughout the years. And in 2019, we just completely, by chance, crossed paths one day up in Bristol, Virginia. She was on the way to a gig. I was playing a gig that I had because of her. And we we all got to hang out for a night out on this lake, out on a houseboat, and just kind of have an all-night reconnection get-together. Saw the sun come up, and in the morning we were just like, well, let, let, this thing we keep talking about, We've been talking about it a long time. It's like, it's time to do it. Like, I'm, I'm good. Are you ready? She's, and I just felt this conviction, literally like a lump, kind of like a, so weight land in my stomach in a, in a very healthy way. And I felt complete conviction in the decision. And a lot of times in my life, I was like, ah, should I go this way or this way? Or should I go with this person, that person? I don't know. 2019, out on that boat with Megan, I was like, that's it. And the deal is, I'm working with you and Ethan. And I just knew, like, they, you put their two brains together, and it just is yeah, complete. They just turn each other on. And I told them, my, my very words to them were, I love you, I trust you, tell me what to do. Nice. And that, that was the whole premise for the project. It was the right moment for them, for you. Like, type. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And that's why we call it, that's why we call it Cosmico, because the first few months of the process, maybe not even barely months, it might have been like weeks, a few weeks, less than a month, were just like the stars absolutely aligned. The fact that we were all available at the same time in the same place out in northern Idaho to do even start this thing was a miracle in and of itself. And uh, just things really lined up. It felt like it was meant to be. So they, the first night after we were writing, they're like, do you have a title? And I was just like, I remember I stepped out into the door. I looked out on the lake and I was like, Cosmica. I didn't even really think about what the word meant. I was like, I just like the sound of the word. And I was like, oh, that's cause. Yeah. Okay. Of course. We've never, there was never another title ever the whole time. It was just this from the very beginning. And, and it's and it's great and, and all the songs are just epic cruise but like something like flashing light that's an instant classic and what's most striking to me and we talked a little bit off camera the other day mm -hmm. it really create a sonic landscape it does absolutely of records like you Tuesday Joshua Tree you know that thing else um, was this is this an important part I mean you're so well traveled I mean you're you, we talked about your your uh, you know your passion for like uh, for the Southwest and all that. Is this of your of your artistry? I think that makes sense. So for me, like when I first started writing songs, what I would try to do is boil down a feeling, an emotion, something internal, and then express it through a song. Like if I woke up and I was felt extra alive and think life was extra vivid, I want to be able to take some of that and share it through art and music so that other people can feel that in a moment and so that I can feel it every time I perform or every time someone listens to a record. And certainly a big part of that is um, inspired by my travels. And I think when I perform or like when I sing a song, I have a, pa I have a 
panoramic, like I, I'm watching a movie, a visual movie when I sing my songs. So I think it makes sense that on the flip side at this point, the music will have become more um, cinematic and having Ethan and Megan uh, working with them that I think that really unlocked that because that that's, that's their specialty. They just, I love this record because you don't always know what is making the sound. You don't know what instrument or what voice. Yeah. Amazing. Cruz, yeah. uh, um, the Black Lilies and also, and also CC string bands. I mean, you've been mm-hmm. of projects that have left an indelible mark in music that Thank have you. related, you know, many thousands of fans, many hit records. How hard is it? And I'm not a musician, so I've always been curious about this, but like the courage and also like the toughness and, and, you know, kind of the uncertainty of breaking up something or, or letting go of something yeah. that has like a big, you know, it, it, it can't be that easy. How it's does, not, you know, I, and I've been through it twice. Um, they are, you know, it's funny. Sometimes people would be with specifically with the black lilies, like, well, what happened? Why did you quit? Or why did you, And I want to be like, you know, playing 2,000 shows and making five records over a decade is not quitting. You know, I try to focus on what we did that was positive, and there's a lot. Oh, yeah. I try to do that with both bands. However, don't get me wrong, like, you know, my first, the Robin L and the CC String Band, you know, ended because primarily a divorce and a relationship. So that was very complicated and, you know, really tough on multiple people and certainly with the black lilies anytime you know it's your baby it's like it's your project and there is sadness that goes goes with that ending um and i think as artists i think a lot of times we deal with this like if you go through a breakup and it hurts you might just want to walk away from it and forget about it it might feel like it's too hard to face And the unfortunate part with that in music is because part of what we do with music is we make something for lots of people to to consume and experience. And I think some of that has happened in years past with um, certainly Robin L and the CC String Band, where it was kind of like we just left it alone. And so we're trying to do things now. You know, I, I have a good relationship with Robin. We have a 19 year old son named Cash. We're trying to slowly take some steps where we can make that music visible again and then make kind of present our entire story. So if someone sees Robinella's music or some someone sees the Black Lilies or someone sees everybody fields so they can like connect some of these dots, because from a fan's perspective, that's a fascinating story because that's what we're stories are everything. Everything has to have a story, a song has a story, a record, a band, a life. We've. It's how we connect with things. So for us to tell a more complete story will help people engage with our music. And it'll help me go into this next chapter where I'm going to focus on my name. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm trying to make a brand now that's flexible enough. I feel like if I just put my name out there, I can make different kinds of records. Um, You get a little, it's easy to get pigeonholed when you, if, a certain percentage of your fans love a certain sound or certain record or certain lineup. There you are, you know, you kind of, you kind of get stuck in that a little bit, but you can be, or you got to deal with it. So, um, 
anyways, I, I forget exactly what we were saying there, but I, I, it's very much in my mindset now to like make those brands healthy and make the music music and keep the music available and, and then kind of connect the dots between Robin Ellen, the CC string band, the black lilies and whatever I'm making now under my name. And yeah. Well said. Well said, Chris. Yeah. Well, Chris, you have a lot to, you have a lot to do. Uh, I don't want to take too much of your time. So let me leave. Yeah. And you also, you also had sang a lot last week and I don't want to take over your voice. Okay. But, uh, That's totally up to you. Molly would mention a song. I have my guitar over here. If you'd like me to do something, I'm oh, fine with that. That would be great. But let me ask you about your family and, and then we'll finish off with that. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that very much, Bruce. I had the chance of meeting your, your wonderful wife and kind of like the operation that you have going on now. It's like a family, the Cruz Contreras family affair. And, and, and my brother from another mother, Andrew Lakey, told me about it too. But uh, just yeah. share with us very quickly, if you don't mind, just like this beautiful new chapter of kind of like spreading your love and your art and you also have that side of family, man, you got yeah. the whole world. It's really wonderful. You know, definitely it was the silver lining of the pandemic. Um, the band ended in 2019 and I thought I was getting ready to release Cosmico and then the pandemic happened and everything changed in everybody's lives. Um, but it gave me the opportunity um, to meet Molly and us to nurture our relationship and start a family. And in 2020, you know, initially I was doing live streams and then we started doing socially distanced yard parties. And there was this continual process of adapting. How do I make a living and continue through all this? So her and I were able to learn together. We, we sang songs together and she learned how to set up the sound and she learned about the business and we both helped each other. So it's a challenge. It's a lot on our plate because you know, just having a family and a home, that's, that's a full-time job. So we're stretched a little thin, but, um, I'm very grateful to her. She has helped me get to this point, especially with the release of the new record. And I think we definitely, our hope would be, uh, that we can start delegating, you know, whether it's building a record company or if it's just our own operation, you know, kind of building the team. Right on. Yeah. But, but starting with that really good, important core, whether it's family, working with people with integrity, and just it's very important to me, uh, starting uh, building a good foundation here. Definitely. Definitely. And we're very, very grateful that you're kind of like sharing those important values. So thank you, Cruz. If you don't mind taking us away with you. Yeah, let me go, let me go grab my guitar real quick. That was good. Bruce, could I give you any guitar and you would make it sound good? Like, could I go to like Goodwill and just kind of get a, $40 $40 guitar, give it to Cruz Contreras, and you would make something good out of that. I don't know. Well, I'd like to say something good in general, maybe from a singer-songwriter perspective or a producer perspective. As far as a guitar player, there's great guitar players out there uh, that can make anything sound good. And I've seen that. Um, when I was a kid, I was over at my neighbor's house and friend's house and and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the violinist, guitarist, Mark O'Connor. If not, check him out. In fact, he's probably on Strength in Numbers, right? Of course he is. Yeah. He's the fiddle okay. player on there. Okay, okay. Anyways, he was over at my friend's house, and um, they had just this old beat-up guitar that, I mean, it looks like it's been run over. It shouldn't play anything. And he picked it up, and he absolutely shredded this guitar. And from that day, I was like, it's not the guitar. It is, it's the player. 
it helps to have a nice instrument, but yeah. Follow me back here. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. All right. I'm gonna play the the final track from Cosmico. All right. That's fine. I've been listening to the rhythm of my own back since day one. Try to keep time like everyone. Got my own way looking at the world. It ain't a big deal. Everyone wonders how they should feel. I was told there ain't no use in fitting in. Now I believe now. Playing a game not meant to win. Looking at the mountains, I see hills to climb. Let's take our time. Just beyond the clouds, there is sunlight. Let's take that ride. Traveling the road that has no end. I guess I've never been one for the easy way. I could not stay. Know that I love you and like I love you today. Been searching for the answer since I was young. That can be undone. The only way to learn was to be burned. Looking at the mountains, I see hills to climb. Let's take our time. Just beyond the clouds, there is sunlight. Let's take that ride. Traveling the road that has no end. Someday you'll look back and wonder who did you serve that they deserve. Then you'll look back and you'll realize every step led to where you were. Looking at Mountains, I see hills to climb. Let's take our time. Just beyond the clouds, there is sunlight. Let's take that ride. Traveling the road that has no end. Traveling the road. 
Contreras, my chills have chills. Thank you so much, man. Thank, thank you, you for man. that. Uh, I appreciate thank the you, time, you. and thank you for for Cosmico and everything you represent, Cruz. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. It's very nice to meet you in Nashville. We'll see you again. Yes, I'm sure we will. Take okay, care. Okay, stay in touch. Have a great day. You have been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.